How are you guys? Having a good time? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm not much of a sit on the stage behind the table. So I asked them to give me a microphone so I could come and just walk around and talk with you guys. I'm so glad to be back. It's been too long. It's been like two, two years since I've been in Bernie. Are you having fun this weekend? Yeah. Okay, I need you to do something for me. Keep your eyes open for um, a jacket from a little anime called Free. Um, I'm obsessed. And I don't mind admitting it. But um, they, we just, uh, I don't know if you know, but they just announced the cast for, uh, for that anime. And I have been dreaming of getting to play the character of Rin. And so I'm going to be playing him. And now I want his jacket. So um, somebody came by my table today, and they were wearing it. Is Chloe here? Chloe was wearing a jacket, and I went off in search of one because I wanted to buy one. And unfortunately, they didn't have one big enough for me because I'm fat. So um, apparently, I guess I really I need like an XL or something. Huh? Seriously? Seriously? There's nothing to you. I know, right? Anyway, um, so keep your eyes open. If you see one around the floor, let me know. Be my recon, all right? There's five pounds in it for you. <laughs> because it would be fun to buy it here. It would be fun to buy it while I'm here at the MCM Expo. Um, you guys, before I get, we get started talking about anything you want to talk about, let me, uh, let me, I was going to show you a little clip from uh, my, my new live concert DVD, and it didn't work. The machines weren't working. Not sure why. Maybe, I don't know why. But, um, I want you guys, I want you guys to know about it. Um, a lot of you, do you know about my music, some of you? Um, I've been writing and producing music twice as long as I've been voice acting. And I have several music CDs, and a lot of you guys wrote me emails and said, hey, are you going to be bringing your music? Well, I did, and I've got it at the table. But I also have a live concert DVD that I, I just put together, and it's really a lot of fun. In addition to songs from Full Metal Alchemist and Dragon Ball Z, can't miss that hair, baby. <laughs> He's going Super Saiyan. Um, Dean Angel or on High School. There are a lot of great songs, live performances. It's a great audience. Uh, intelligent lighting. <laughs> and fog machines and all kinds of cool stuff. But also, um, there's a video on the DVD that has never been released before. And unless you, you know about it, you, you may have never heard about it, but when we were recording Full Metal Alchemist years ago, I started really getting obsessed, like I do, with uh, Ed and the show. And I had probably done 70 or 80 anime series by the time I did Full Metal. But nothing had ever really grabbed me the way that that, that show did. I was getting so into it. And I wanted to cosplay. I admit it, alright? I just, I admit it. So I wanted to figure out a way where I could cosplay as Ed. So we made up this little uh, story. And then I got a lot of the other voice actors. They wanted to cosplay as their characters too. Are you picturing this right now? So we got together one weekend and we shot something called Full Metal Fantasy. How many of you have ever seen Full Metal Fantasy? Raise your hands. Look around the room. 
one, two, three, four people. Did you enjoy it? Right? Did you enjoy it? Oh wait, let's hear that again. Oh, it's brilliant. Brilliant. You heard it right there. I did not pay her. And uh, I mean, we had so much fun, but it's never been available. You've never been able to see it except at a convention. It's the only time I've ever, I show it occasionally at conventions, but there's another time I show Full Metal Fantasy. You know what it is? My concerts. When I do a live concert, we'll play Full Metal Fantasy, and then I'll come out after Full Metal Fantasy, and I'll sit at the piano, and I'll play and perform the Brothers theme. Um, you guys know that song, right? How can I repay you, brother mine? And it's so beautiful. <laughs> it makes me cry. And, uh, and so I only show it in my concerts. But when I was putting together this live concert, DVD, I thought, you know what? Maybe it's time to make Full Metal Fantasy available to everybody. It wasn't on YouTube. It's never been anywhere you could get it. But now it's on the... Uh, it's on the, uh, the DVD. So I'll have those at the table, and right after we're done here, I'm going to be over signing. If you haven't come by yet, please come by and say hello. Uh, if you have come by, please come by and say hello again. And, uh, and I, would I would love for you to have one. I'd love to sign one for you. There's something else on the, the concert DVD. Um, you guys all know about American Idol, right? But long before there was an American Idol, there was a show called Star Search. Does anybody remember Star Search? It was like the big American talent show. And I was a male vocalist challenger on Star Search in 1993. Like half of you weren't born yet, basically. And I mean, it was classic 90s. I had a mullet. And I wore a purple double-breasted suit. <laughs> and uh, I didn't win. I, I, I sang a song that I wrote, and, uh, and I did my best, but I didn't win. And I was pretty, I was pretty embarrassed. So I vowed that no one will ever see the Star Search video. I should bury it. And I will kill everyone who ever saw it, and, uh, and no one will ever know. So as I was putting together the concert DVD, I was thinking, man, I need some bonus features. I need bonus features on concert DVDs, on any DVDs. And a friend of mine said, hey, why don't you put your Star Search video on there? And I was like, shut up. That's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. So I put it on there. So now my, my life embarrassment is now available for the world to see as well. So that's on the concert DVD as well. So I would love for you guys to have one if you'd like to come by. Full Metal Fantasy. Here's me cosplaying as Edward Elric. Ready? <laughs> so you'll enjoy it. Um, also, follow me on Twitter. Um, it's at Vic Mignogna. I would love for you to follow me on Twitter. And also, oh, I love your shirt. Oh, that's... <laughs> well, I didn't read that part. <laughs> Ooh. Anyway, um, and uh, also, anybody in here, is there any chance that you're Star Trek fans? Any Star Trek fans in here? Come on, guys. Closet Star Trek fans. 
or your dad, your mom, your crazy uncle, your school teacher, your neighbor. Tell all of them about Star Trek Continues. Will you do that for me? As a favor. Um, when I was your age, how old were you? 14. Yeah. When I was his age, younger actually, I, uh, I fell in love with Star Trek. And I, I was obsessed with it. I mean beyond obsessed. You, you only think you're obsessed with something. I, would, I had a cassette recorder. This was long before there was video. All right, what's your name? Thomas? Thomas? Before there was even video machines, I had a cassette recorder. Do you even know what that is? Nope. He doesn't know! Oh my god, okay. Thanks so much, man. Why don't you just put me in an old folks' home, all right? Just feed me through it too, Thomas, all right? No, truly. An a cassette recorder back in hundreds of years ago. They have these little plastic cassette tapes. You know what a cassette tape is? Have you ever seen a cassette tape, Thomas? They record sound. Little reels of tape. And it records sound. Right, over and over again. So and you they have these machines that you put the cassette into, and they were portable, which means you can carry them with you. So you know what I used to do, Thomas? Every day I'd come home from school, and I would put the cassette player right by the speaker of the television. And I would record Star Trek on cassette. No picture, Thomas. Just cassette. I want you to yes. Right. Thank you. Thomas is getting it already. And uh, and then you know what I would do, Thomas? This is the worst part. At night, I would um at night I would put the cassette player under my pillow. You know where this is going, don't you, Thomas? And I would listen. As I would go to sleep. So it infiltrated my brain in ways that I don't even know fully. Scientists are still trying to figure out the damage. But I, I mean, I, I loved it. It drove my mother insane. How many of you guys drive your parents insane when anime? Good job. Keep it up. Alright? Keep it up. My mom, she used, you know, she used to call Star Trek, Thomas? Star Trash. Because I drove her insane, see? Um, I would get her to teach me to use a sewing machine so I could make my own uniforms. I would round the kids up in the neighborhood and do make Star Trek movies where I'd cast all my friends, and of course I was playing Captain Kirk. And I would, I would build my own props and sit in front of the television and watch Star Trek and make communicators, phasers out of tape cardboard and wood, whatever I could find, I was obsessed. So you see, I understand you. That's the story. I get you. I totally get obsession with things that you really have a passion for. When people come up to my table, when friends of mine go, dude, what is it with all those anime fans? You know, they're kind of weird, aren't they? They like dress up, and I'm like, who are you talking to? I dress up. Since I'm 10 years old, I'm going to Star Trek conventions, 
I'm making my own costumes, making my own props, making my own little movies. So I understand being really passionate about something. But here's where it gets really fun. That was 40 years ago. And now, I've created a web series called Star Trek Continues. It picks up right where the original series ended, and it continues the five-year mission. Remember, Captain Kirk used to say at the beginning, these are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. It's five-year mission. Well, they only did three years of the original series, and then they were canceled. So I thought, wouldn't it be fun to do the other two years? So that's what we're doing. And uh, I am fulfilling my childhood dream now as an old guy. Thomas is about to put me in an old folks home. But before he does that, I'm, gonna, I'm playing Captain Kirk as a grown-up now. And I have these videos of me when I was Thomas's age running around dressed as Captain Kirk. And now, 40 years later, I'm getting to do it. I want you to check it out, okay? Check it out at StarTrekContinues.com. Like us on Facebook, official Star Trek continues, and tell your friends. We do that. We're having a blast. It looks amazing. It looks and it feels and it sounds just like the original series. Most people say after 10 minutes, like I forgot I was watching a fan series. It was like I was watching the next episode. Todd, uh, who you just uh, hung out with, plays Mr. Spock. And he's awesome. And you need to check it out. All right? Okay. Let's, um, I can't think of anything else really I want to, any housekeeping rules so, uh, or anything I want to make sure and tell you about. If you're not a member of the greatest fan group on the planet, please consider yourselves personally invited to join the Rizenbool Rangers. Are you Rangers in here? Are you a Ranger? Pardon me? Oh, well, good. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. We have 30,000 members worldwide. And you will instantaneously have a, a, a family of like 30,000 people. And unlike your family, who teases you about anime, <laughs> this family actually loves it and uh, shares all the same interests that you do. Uh, so consider yourselves personally invited to join. You are personally invited to join. And it's free. Free, free, free. Okay. Um, and there I am talking about free again. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Let's, uh, let's talk about anything you want to talk about. So, uh, who has a question? Oh, wait. I'll do, uh, you, you pick somebody while I'm picking this guy. <laughs> hey there. What's your name? Kai. Hey, Kai. What's your question? Oh, no, look at you. have it right there. It's even in the book. What's your question, Kai? Um, well, my old sister asked this book, Beer to it. Uh, in an episode of Bleach, uh, Ikafu tries to bribe Toshiro with um, sweets, but he says they cost me an arm and leg. Was that a reference to full metal? You know what? I never thought of that, Kai, but that's brilliant. I wish it were. That's a great... Did you hear that? Kai gave much more thought to that line than I did. When I recorded it, it was just like, you know... He could go, yeah, okay, he could go. But I didn't think about the arm and the leg idea. That was brilliant, Kai. From now, can I steal that? Can I steal it and take all the credit and never mention you at all? Okay, next week, I'm going to be in Jacksonville. I'm going to be like, you know, I was thinking the other day. 
the line where Ikaku talks about, you know, costing him an arm and leg, that was a full metal reference. I thought of that. <laughs> yes. Are you gentlemen here? Um, before you started uh, doing voices for anime, um, when you're watching anime, like, you know about anime, you're watching What's your name? Alex. Alex? Um, you know what, Alex? The answer is yes, but it's yes with an asterisk. In other words, I was watching anime, but I didn't know it was anime. When I was a kid, I watched Speed Racer, Kimba the White Lion, all of these shows that were anime, but I didn't know they were anime. I just thought they were cool. I just thought they were weird. You know? I mean, I liked them, but wow, that doesn't look like Scooby-Doo. And I would listen to them and be like, I like this show, but it doesn't sound like Bugs Bunny. Roadrunner, you know? They were, they sounded different, they, they just were different. They were exotic. And, uh, and I loved them, but I didn't know they were anime. I loved Speed Racer, Alex. Can I tell you a funny, speed, uh, a great Speed Racer story? So when I was Thomas's age, I loved Speed Racer. Watched it all the time. My friends and I would run around and imitate characters from Speed Racer like vocally. This was a long time before I ever even thought of voice acting. I mean, that never even occurred to me. But I loved Speed Racer. About five or six years ago, Alex, there was a, uh, there was a ceremony called the American Anime Awards. And I was nominated for Best Actor for Full Metal Alchemist. And I was nominated, like Johnny Bosch was nominated, I think, for Bleach, and, and Kristen Freeman was nominated for, I, I think, maybe Helsing, and like there were four or five nominees. And the big ceremony was held in New York City. So the, all the nominees went to New York City, and they had this big ceremony, like the Academy Awards, only for anime. So I sit down, and I'm sitting in my seat in the theater, and I'm sitting by this old guy, what? Yeah, you're an old guy now. Okay. Give, give me your best old guy voice. Oh, old guy. <laughs> What's your name? Chris. Okay, Chris, for the purposes of this story, you're old guy, all right? So I'm sitting beside this old guy, and, and we're just like talking, you know, shooting the breeze. Seems like a nice old guy. You're a nice guy. They start the ceremony. We're sitting there. We're talking about what's going on. And suddenly they get to the part of the ceremony where they're going to present the Lifetime Achievement Award. This man has been voice acting for 30 years and known for such characters as so-and-so and such-and-such and so-and-so, such and so. but he's most beloved for playing the voice of Speed Racer. And I was sitting there going, oh! Please welcome. And the old guy stands up right beside me and goes up. And it's the voice of Speed Racer. How crazy, right? So he gets his award and he comes back down and he sits down beside me. He's like showing me his, his little statue and stuff. And I'm nerding out. Ten minutes later, they have the award for best actor. And I was fortunate enough to win. So I go up on stage and get my little statue. And I bring it back and share it with Speed Racer. <laughs> Is that amazing? 
I could have died right there. Yes, sweetie. You with the exciting t-shirt. Uh, you know, the Fundraiser sequence talks about the size of not really fans that tend to go for a great deal, and there's been this change petition that says that you're openly homophobic and you should stop voicing women from free. Yeah. Vic Mignogna is, I'm reading this now, guys. Vic Mignogna is openly homophobic. What the hell does that mean? Exactly. Let's listen to this a minute. Because I refuse to sign Yowie, that means I'm openly homophobic. Did you know that? Is that what that means to you? Because I don't sign that? No. I'm not at all. I'm not the least bit. Are you looking in my eyes? I'm going to do my best to look in the eyes of everybody here. I am not the least bit homophobic. That is a vicious, mean-spirited lie. Okay? You think you could help me maybe dispel that a little bit on the internet? That is garbage. And you know where that comes from? It comes from mean-spirited children who are desperate for some attention. And they get on the internet and they, they say mean things about people because they want attention. Because every time that has ever been raised, some more, uh, how shall we say, um, fair-minded people say, well, where's the proof? Show me proof. Show, look at all the video cameras that are rolling all over in hundreds of conventions. I never, I've never behaved meanly toward anybody. I've never spoken anything meanly. There is no reason to believe that. But what happens is, somebody may come up to me. I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. Okay, what's your name? Rhiannon? I'm going to tell you exactly what happens. Somebody comes up to me and gives me a naked picture of Roy Mustang and Edward Elric making out. And they want me to sign it. And I say, do you think I throw it in their face and cuss them out? Of course not. You know what I do? I go, oh, ooh, sweetie. Uh, I'd really rather not sign that, but I'd be happy to sign something else. Ipso facto, I'm homophobic. That's where it comes from. Isn't that sad? It's sad that there are people out there that are so mean-spirited. And you know what's really sad to me? I'm sorry she got me on this little rant, but I need, to, I need to share this with you. Do you know how many emails I get from kids who are bullied? How many of you have ever been bullied? Look around the room for a minute. I get hundreds of emails from fans who talk about being bullied. If there is ever an industry, if there was ever a fan base, don't get mad, Vic. If there was ever a fan base where you should be accepted and the people in the fan base should understand what it's like to be bullied and hated on, it should be the anime industry, wouldn't you think? Wouldn't you think the people that are bullied, the people that are outcasts, the people that are treated poorly and ostracized at school for being a little weird or liking something, don't you think those are the people that should sympathize? Those are the last people in the world that should be hating, don't you think? Those are the last people in the world that should be calling people mean names and bullying somebody else, right? Don't you think? And yet here we are. 
Here we are with a handful of people who make a lot of noise. And that's the truth. The vast majority of the, of the world, of the anime world, is full of wonderful people like you. Positive, enthusiastic, love things you love, and you share your love and your passion with different people. And then there's just this very small group of people. But the problem is that small group of people makes a lot of noise. Will you help me with something? You guys, be a voice for good. Isn't that a great idea? Be a voice for positivity. Be a voice of encouragement. Don't be one of those people that, oh, I, 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 you know, I'm going to post hateful things because it will get me some attention and I'm going to stir up a lot of trouble for this person because they wouldn't sign my... What do you call that? I don't do that. <laughs> but you know, there are a lot of voice actors that don't sign unlicensed things. Did you know that? Clearly, that kind of stuff is not licensed. In other words, it's not canon, right? You know what I mean? It's not, it's not part of the official release of, of the anime. But it's so difficult when you interact with thousands of people around the world and you try your best to be nice to them, try your best to be kind, generous, open, enthusiastic. But if you, there are some people that if you don't do exactly what they want, if you don't agree with it, you know, like, or, or willing to whatever, sign everything, or do, if you don't do everything they want, they go back to their house, and they get on their computer, and they post mean things about you. It's sad. Because you guys can understand, that, you know, how, how hurtful that is. It makes me more sad than angry. It really hurts my feelings. Because I love you guys. You'll find a hundred videos maybe more, of how much I love and appreciate you guys. And your kindness and your enthusiasm for the work that I've been doing for 17 years. And then you see something like that. And you think, why so hateful? You know? Makes me sad. I think what we'll do this time, let's just big round of applause as a support to me. Wait, we can't be done yet. No, 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 no. This oh. is just to support you. Because I have known this man for a long time and there is nothing homophobic in his entire body. It is absolutely disgusting that people would take the internet to spread that lies. I'm sure we can all go and tell that petition where to go. It is absolutely disgusting. What I have been proud of, and I don't know how aware you are of this thing, but I have followed this as a journalist. And the interesting point is that that is now turned, that person is now, all the fans are now posting in your defence comments about what you said in the past, about not being homophobic, and now it's a load of rubbish. So the support from the fans is turning in your favour. So I honestly think that this will go away, and I think we should all help it make it go away, and from this weekend, post positive things about yeah. what you've done. Would you do that, you guys? You know what? Do you guys ever... Have you ever heard the saying, there's a very famous saying, the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. Do you know that, I'll give you a perfect example. In this thread on Tumblr, do you know what the percentage of posts were that were negative? 
about 8%. Uh, I want you to process that. 92% were positive, and 8% were negative. And look what we're talking about. That tiny little 8% that makes so much noise jumps up and down because they don't get their way. Can you guys please help keep this industry positive? Be a voice for good. Be a voice for optimism and light, not hate and dark negativity. Can you do that? If you sit there and just nod your head and go, ah, that's really too bad. <laughs> that's not going to change. But you have the power to be a positive voice. And there are so many more of you than there are of the, hate the haters. And they're just going to hate because that's what they do. But I believe in you. My money's on you. You are why I do what I do. And I love what I do, and I'm so, so grateful for what I get to do. And my favorite part is interacting with you. So let me encourage you to do that, okay? Try to be a voice for good. Question. Let's, let's get out of the deep end here. That was some serious stuff. I blame her, but... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm going to put Germany here. Uh, hi, Rick. Hey, man. My name is Sidney. Uh, hey there. I didn't realize you were going to be here, and I actually watched an episode of Star Trek Continues Did last you? night. Just last night. You watched? Uh, I've, just, I've seen two episodes. I knew it was being developed, so I've been following it. But um, I thought it was really, really good. Thank you. Really good. Thank you. Two questions. One about the sets and special effects, and secondly, the licensing on Paramount. Okay. How did all that work out? Because it's top. Well, thank you so much for that. Thank you. Um, there is no license. And that's because there's no money being made. Star Trek is a, is a property that CBS owns, right? It's a licensed property. You can't just decide to make Star Trek and sell it. That would be illegal. Um, so we're allowed to do it just like other fans, uh, fan films and fan productions. You go online, you see... Doctor Who fan films, right? And Star Wars fan films. And all of those guys, they're just doing it for love of the show. They're not making money with it. And that's the only reason they're allowed to continue, is because they're not making money. So, um, we do it for love of Star Trek. Not for any money, because we can't make any. We don't charge for anything, it's all free. In fact, I put a lot of my own money into getting Star Trek Continues off the ground because I loved it. Some people tease me. They're like, why would you, do, why would you spend all that money if you weren't going to make anything? Well, because I love it. You know? Uh, you know, some people do things to make money and some people do things because they love it. You know, every dollar you ever make, every pound you ever earn, you spend on one of two things. Your bills, right? The things you have to pay for and whatever's left over, what do you do with it? Things you love. <laughs> She's like, anime. <laughs> Things that you love, right? You, 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 buy a, you buy a bike. You take a trip. You buy some cool clothes. You get a game system. You, some, you spend your money on the things you love. Well, Star Trek is what I loved since I was a little kid. So the chance to do something like this was a, to me was a worthy expenditure. And I don't regret it. As far as the steps... Uh, we partnered up with another production and put a lot of 
collectively put a lot of time and money into uh, into building the set as accurate as we possibly could. Uh, you guys check out a, a, another fan production called Starship Farragut. Uh, they they're the guys that we work with in in, in building the sets and we share them. So they shoot their production there and we shoot our production. There. Question. Hi. Uh, Hi. What's your name? Thank you, Emily. Can I tell you something, sweetheart? You will never know how humbled I am by the kindness of the fans. I have a room in my house, you guys, that's way steep <laughs> with fan gifts because I don't have the heart to throw anything away because I'm, I'm so blown away. When I started this, you guys, I stumbled into voice acting. I never imagined I would be a voice actor. I'd been acting since I was very young. Did a lot of theater, did a lot of musicals, did, uh, did a lot of on-camera stuff, but I, I never even imagined doing voice acting. So it was really quite an accident that I stumbled into. And yet it has become the greatest gift I could have ever imagined. And it's because of you. It's because of you guys. I have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails that I've saved from people that say, you don't know me, you'll probably never reply to this, but I want you to know that such and such a show that you were in really got me through a difficult time. Or I lost somebody close to me. Or my parents went through a divorce. Or I had a horrible sickness. Or I was in an accident. And I watched this show and this character and it got me through this difficult time. You guys, there's no amount of money, no amount of money that could equal what that means to me. You may not know this, but voice actors don't make a lot of money. <laughs> Trust me when I tell you. Actors like Hollywood and big movie actors, they make a lot of money. Voice actors don't. At least anime voice actors don't. But I don't do it for money. Uh, if I can pay my bills and buy some food to eat, I'm the happiest guy in the world. I am so grateful for people like you. And so grateful for your support. That's why the whole thing that we talked about earlier just makes me so, it hurts me so much. Because it's, it's just, it's so negative. And there's so much positivity to share. You know what? I'm going to encourage you guys. I have a, an alarm set on my phone. I want to show you something. I'm going to show her. She'll help me. This is my list of alarms, okay? You see that one right here? This one right here? See the one with the green? What, is it, what, what time is it? At 12 o'clock every day, my alarm goes off. If I'm in a recording session, my, my phone will go off in the middle of the recording, and I'll have to apologize to the director. If I'm, wherever I'm at, whatever I'm doing, my phone goes off at 12 o'clock. And you know why? It reminds me to take one minute to stop whatever I'm doing and say a prayer of thanks. Just be grateful. Spend one minute just contemplating how much you have to be grateful for. So every day, my alarm goes off to remind me, no matter what 
bad things may be happening, no matter what challenges you may be going through, no matter what struggles, you've got a lot to be grateful for. And so I, I would encourage you to do that. I've encouraged people at other conventions and panels, I, I showed them the same thing. And I said, hey, try this. See how you like it. And I've gotten dozens and dozens of emails from fans that say, you know what? I set an alarm on my phone to go off every day at noon, and I was having a crummy day, and then the alarm went off and I stopped. And I just thought about how grateful, how, how so many things I had to be grateful for, and the whole rest of my day was better. Try it. You may like it. And question to say here. Hi. My favorite Edward Elric short rant. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of like them all. Um, what's your favorite? Do you have a favorite one? I love the one when they're trying to give him a... He was in the doctor's office or something. They were trying to give him a shot or something. And they were, Do you remember that? Or they were trying to... They were holding him down and he was like, I'll break down your feet and stick them on your head. And, and then the very first one in, uh, in Lior, when he's like, who you calling a beat sprout... You know, midget, I'm still growing in backwater desert idiots. Oh my god. I love all of them. Do you have a favor? It's a What is it? <laughs> That's a fan one? That should have been in the show. I love it. Who are you calling smaller than Roy Mustang's paycheck? I love it. Chris, yes. Um, which voice actor then, sorry? Well, you know what? For the longest time, I was always afraid to answer that question. Who's your favorite boy? Uh, who's your favorite character you play? Usually, because whatever fan is asking you that question, they kind of want you to say a particular guy. You know what I mean? Like if this cute little Edward cosplayer right here comes up to my autograph table and says. Who's your favorite character here of a voice? I'm looking at her and I'm going, hmm, I wonder what she wants me to say. <laughs> if the twins come up from Aura and go, who's your favorite character? I'm thinking maybe they want me to say Tommy. If Yuki, cosplayer, comes up and says, who's your favorite character? I'm thinking, ah, I bet they want me to say Zero. If the kid with the spiky hair in the front of the room comes up and says, who's your favorite character? He'd probably love it if I said Brody, right? So I was always afraid to answer that question. And then something very important happened. You know what it was, my dear? We finished recording Brotherhood. Yeah, me too. When I finished that, when I sat there, I'll never forget it, you guys. I was in the booth, and I turned the page on the script, it was the last page. The last page of the last episode of Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. And I'd been playing Ed for like seven or eight years. And I was just, I was kind of overwhelmed. I was like, oh my God, this is, this is probably it. This is probably the last time I'll ever get to play this character. And it was that monologue at the end, you know what I'm talking about? At the very end, this Ed's going away on the train. And he says, there's no such thing as equivalent exchange. 
those exist. Sacrifices are necessary. You can't gain anything without sacrificing something in return. But if you can endure that pain and rise above it, to find that you have a heart strong enough to overcome any obstacle. Yeah. A heart made full of metal. And I was like, oh my God. I was loving it so much. And I begged the director let me do it again. Because I didn't want it to end. And you know what I even did? I took my phone and I put it on the edge of the window. And I recorded myself doing the last line. Because I just wanted to, you know, wanted to say it. So after that ended, I had to acknowledge that Ed has to be my favorite character that I ever played. But Tomaki is a very close second place. Make no mistake about it. And I will tell you this too. I suspect that Ren from Free is going to be, is going to very quickly rise to the top of that, up into the top of that list as well. Because I'm very, very excited about him. Okay, yes. We have time for one final question. You look amazing today. You know who she's cosplaying as? This is... Tell him. I'm Fai This is Fai from Tsubasa, uh, a character that I did for, for this series. And you, this is the most amazing... Did you make it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wow. Two months working on Two months? Amazing. Amazing. Okay. What's the question, sweetheart? Um, would you ever come to the page of concert? Hell yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I would I would love it. Um, can I do a song for you guys? Yes! Let me end with a song. Let's see if this lady can set this up. Do you have an eighth inch jack that you plug like a, an iPhone into or something? Like an audio, you know what I mean? Like something that goes into the board? How quickly can you set that up? Okay, do it. Um, I'll end with something. How about that? Is that okay? Hey, can I say something else, you guys? I hope I didn't bring you down. Did I bring you down? I hope not. I, I didn't mean, I didn't, you know, you never know when you put the, when you put the phone, as the, the microphone in front of somebody, you never know what the question's going to be, right? So you kind of have to go with it, right? I didn't expect that question, but I, I do feel strongly about that. And I want you guys to feel strongly about it, too. So I, I, I know probably some of you are like, man, I thought I was going to come in here and it was going to be really funny and yell short rants and say Kakarot <laughs> all kinds of stuff and then all of a sudden it was all serious and heavy but you know sometimes those things are important and I'm glad I'm, I appreciate you allowing me to share that with you how you doing? got it? yes, hold on okay, let's see if we can get this to work music
Bible for you. How can I repay you, brother mine? How can I expect you to forgive? Clinging to the past, I shed our blood. Shattered your chance to live. Though I knew the laws, I paid no heed. How can I return your wasted breath? What I did not know has cost you dear. For there is no cure for death. Beautiful mother, soft and sweet. Once you were